Jim Dolan, co-chair of Pride of Irons, uh, and we're here for some more rival views. This week, uh, back from his exile from the technical problems that plague the Southwest, it is Rob. Hello. <laughs> you right, mate? How you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Missed you on the last one, obviously. <laughs> good to have you back. Um, and joining us from the uh, the away end, um, or actually we're, we're away this weekend, aren't we? Joining us from the other side, anyway, uh, we've got Sam, who is uh, a member of Proud Lily Whites. So that's uh, Spurs LGBT supporters group. How you doing, Sam? Not bad, thank you. Been pretty good. Looking forward to getting back to watching my glorious <laughs> team not have nonsense on the international break. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, international break, it just it doesn't feel like there's a real break in football because it's just like, since Project Restart, football has just kind of been non-stop and international break just feels like a natural extension of that. It almost feels a way like we, yeah. it's like we didn't have football for ages and now it kind of just feels like we've got football all the time. And I think maybe part of that's to do with the fact that I'm now watching more away games than I usually would because I'm watching all the home ones on telly because I can't go. So now I'm like, oh, I might as well watch the away ones as well. Do you think Men and Plaques have burnt out their beads towards the end of the season? Look, if they if they genuinely want to finish it by uh, by the end of oh, is it mid May? Yeah, uh, there's going to be so many injuries. I just who well, knows that, what's going to happen? It's crazy. Squad depth is the central thing, there, isn't it? You think about it. Yeah. Well, we'll get onto the, the squad shortly. So um, let's let's get stuck in. I mean, we've got the pleasantries out of the way. Now let's get onto the real matters, which is uh, the interrogation of our of our opponent. Um, maybe starting off a bit lightly, uh, what have you made of the start of the season so far for Spurs, Sam? So it started off, so pre-season, started with my pre-season, I was thinking we were being massively underrated. Um, since Jose, um, Jose has come in, we have been form-wise for the entire league and everyone was putting us at fifth or sixth or seventh in some people. And I was like, and I think Arsenal have really improved. I was like, they haven't. And I was pretty certain that we were going to be top four and it'd be great. And then I watched the Everton game and I went, no, nothing has changed. We're still as bad as I thought we were going to be. Um, God damn it. And I was so excited for it. And it was just that. Um, and then obviously we had our nonsense start of the season with, I say you've watched more football. I've watched more football. I've watched football from Macedonia and God, where else were we? What was uh, that before Romania. restart? No, that was that was when we were that was our Europa League qualifying. We've had what nine matches. Oh, sorry, yeah, you you're in that weird European thing that we don't really talk about yeah, there's, or, there's or know nice about. Like a good thing that happens to teams that win stuff. Wait, no, I can't say that. Um, so yeah, so like you know, I've watched like started Macedonia and like you know weird things that I can't pronounce the name of um, in the midweek, and like we were kind of getting better, and then we had the Southampton game where. Hassan Hootel decided not to change his tactics so Kane and Son could just go mental. Um, and then I was like, much, much nicer to watch, really nice to see and like better. And it could see that there was definitely improvements in there. Um, you know, players that from last season and new signings really improving the squad. Uh, we ignore the nonsense handball and Eric Dyer's massive hands. Um, and then, yeah, it's kind of gotten better and better culminating in the great momentum of a six on flashing with Man United, which I never thought I'd see the day. And and then I had to then international break came and so kind of momentum's lost. But I'm yeah, no, really positive start of the season. Really, really good start of the season, I think, overall. Uh, hopefully it continues. 
I think there's two, there's two things I want to pick you up on there. So first of all, the hope that kills you, which I think we're all really familiar with, and I'm sure Rob will, will speak to that. The kind of not not necessarily the pre-season hope, not for us this season anyway, but kind of you know we we might get a bit of momentum going, and then we just get ahead of ourselves only to have our hopes dashed. But also the handball thing, I. I deny anyone else the right to complain about handball after all the shit we put up with last season. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> remember the, the meme going around of, um, of Antonio with giant, like, um, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Didn't he say if he had no hands, he would have, like, actually got a lot more goals or something? Yeah, he's like, I'd be in double figures this season if I had no hands. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wacky old season, isn't it? That, that, that So far, I mean, we... We did what we expected to do and lost against Newcastle and it was the post-Grady um, Dean Garner sale. Um, we then put up a really good fight against Arsenal and we're really unlucky to not come away with something. And then whacked four past Wolves, which absolutely no one saw coming at all, and then put three past Leicester. And what really fucks me off is that any other week, West Ham beating Leicester 3-0 would have been the headline. But then, yeah, so, so it was you guys... What six past Man United? What was the other? There was like quite a few results. Seven that were crazy two, last weekend. Seven two Villa. That was uh, it. Yeah, beating Liverpool. Yeah. Only only Spurs with bottle being first on match of the day. <laughs> only Spurs with bottle being because it was like six one great match, amazing, and then of course m- match later it becomes. Seven to nonsense cha- um, relegation candidates thrashing the champions. I was like, great, we're not even first match of the day. God's sake. It was the longest Imagine us watching that, though, getting the earlier result with, uh, with Leicester and thinking, right, this is really good. Then you're like, hang on, what's going on over there? And what's going on over there? It was just <laughs> pure madness. But I mean, this, you know, for years, I think we've all complained that um, the football. Well, the, the, the Premier League table has just become too predictable. It's too obvious who's going to beat who. So in a weird way, it's really good to be doing well, but also see other surprise results going around because it, it means it's kind of got back to being competitive. And maybe this COVID situation has affected things in a way that football grounds have become more neutral. Um, you know, the, and it's coming more down to sort of, team discipline and, and training methods. I don't know, it just seems like there's a new environment, a new thing to get used to. I'm loving it, though. In the pace of football, it's something that's affecting a lot of teams as well. Everything's very fast. Everyone plays on the kind of high press and counter-attack. And I think, you know, as Liverpool, kind of the Kings are doing that, but I think every team's doing that now. And it's getting hard to predict who's going to kind of get the result <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, look long may it continue. Um, so... so Moving along then, Sam, with my, my list of questions here. Um, always ask everyone what the thoughts of their manager are. But with, with your manager, it's a particularly interesting one, I guess, because I think when Mourinho first came to the UK, I think he charmed the pants off of everyone. Everyone, you know, every neutral fan liked Mourinho. I liked him. Rob, I'm assuming you, you quite liked him when he yeah, first came yeah, over. I read his books. So I was quite... Yeah, he, he seemed like a really cool kind of no-nonsense talking straight you know just just a, a cool character and then it seemed like he left Chelsea and just decided to sabotage every job he had along the way like he'd go to a club he'd isolate like the best player or the most popular player and just like completely tear the dressing room apart and obviously then you know you, you get to sort of Man United and it just all fell apart so Clearly, yeah. that's not been the case since he's come to you guys. Clearly, something has changed. Are we seeing the old Mourinho? 
Oh God, me, me and Mourinho. It's like I've never met. I've never met the guy. I don't know what he cares. <laughs> um, I, I was, I thought Pochettino should have gone um, post at some point in the summer up since the Champions League final. The results were not there. We, they were papered over by the Champions League run. Um, Champions League run was great. Really amazing. Really nice to be in the final shit final but you know everything else was great for it and even then it was not like we smashed Ajax and Man City we got some lucky VAR calls and other things going on there um, so I, I was like kind of coming to terms with the fact that I thought Pochettino would go the fact it went so quickly and it happened so quickly and then I think I went to bed and I was like crap he's gone god and I woke up the next morning and was like yeah by the way now Jose Mourinho, um, Jose Mourinho is your manager and I was like wait what where did this come from um, and I'm 90% sure Daniel Levy had the contract on his desk saved from like five years ago and he was just going to drag it. Like, I've got it here, sign it, it's all good. Just change the dates. Just change the dates, it'll be fine. Um, and I I was not looking forward to it because of all the, the Man United fallout. Um, I enjoyed him as a pundit when he was doing his punching in between. I had enjoyed his what he had said. But I thought it was just going to be negative football. Harry Kane was going to become a, a CDM. Um, Kim Son would occasionally run very fast up a pitch on a counter-attack. And we'd have five people playing at the back and it'd be really boring. We'd win 2-0, 1-0 every single time. Um, it started out positive because we played during our first match, I believe. And um, <laughs> we won 3-2 with Deli Ali deciding that he can score from the touchline and kick the ball. That was a great move. Um, and the the opening part of the season, those those few matches were kind of weird, and you kind of went up and down. And sometimes I thought it was really good, and then we got hit with a massive spate of injuries: Kane, Son, uh, Sissoko, all of them injured for various periods of time. Luis again, um, all of them injured for various periods um, times. So that kind of took the momentum away. Um, then restart happened, and we opened up with some really two really disappointing, like, which are boring matches, if I remember correctly. Uh, Everton, but Everton was boring. We drew to Bournemouth. I think we beat you one, was it 1-0 or 2-1 with an own goal on the home on our home match? I can't quite remember. Um, Post-restart. I, I try not to remember these things. <laughs> it's like, it was, it just wasn't very good. Um, and then we got spanked by Sheffield United, uh, three one, I think it was the final a consolation goal in the 90th minute or something. It was 3-1. Um, and then it just flipped. Something switched and we just went on a really nice one near the end, um, which just about brought us into the weird Europa thing. We should have been Europa group, but of course, our best friends in North London decided to win the FA Cup, so we had to do the qualifying. Um, has he, has he, he's clearly changed something about the team. He's cl clearly changed the mentality. Um, we went, the Man United match shows it purely. We went down 1 0 in the first 10 minutes, in the first minute. Any other Spurs match, Spurs team, I'd have expected to crumble. Pochettino wouldn't have made any changes later on. We came back within 10 seconds and smashed two past them. Like, we clearly, the mentality has changed there. Is he still doing some of the isolations with my favourite player, Delhi? Um, that remains to be seen, but there has clearly been an issue there. But he says that if you watch the documentary, he calls Delhi lazy from day one. He is lazy in training and he doesn't respond to that. Um, the flip side is you look at someone like Ndombele, 
who had been isolated this entire se last season, played our record signing and played maybe, I think, four full matches um, and maybe two under Jose, has come back really strong this season, starting four matches in a row. Yeah, his fitness still isn't that what it should be, but he's really committed himself. And clearly something with Mourinho and their conversation has changed. Mourinho has done something to say, you can do this. So is it the old Mourinho? I can't say. Is it just second season Mourinho, which clearly most people know is his better season? Possibly. Is it just luck because we've got quite good players? Mm. What, what do you make of the Mourinho situation, what, what do you make of Mourinho now, given, given the ups and downs and the, the topsy-turvy nature of his uh, various tenors? Um, I, think you... got, I think he's got a really good squad. And he's got the type of player he likes. I think documentary, like Sam was talking about, he actually has Dyer. Because Dyer's a bit of a warrior, isn't he? You know, he might have made me the most technical player you'll ever see. But he will literally throw his body in front of anything. And um, I think he likes that. He likes someone who will like, literally put their life on the line for the club. And, you know, you take a ball to the face, you know, where players like Deli you might not probably do that. And um, so he's got that kind of, kind of player that he likes and he likes to kind of have, you know, that kind of control. But uh, I, I just think like his man management is actually quite good what I've seen in the documentary. And then I think the Spurs team are actually a nice, they've got a good bunch of lads there as well. By so I think he just got, maybe has the right, he's there at the right time as well. You know, he might have gone to Manchester United, you know, it might have been the right time, but I think he's, a, he's gone there. You know, he's got that experience. He knows how to deal with players. He's got some very big players and some very good players. And I think it might just be perfect time for him there. And I think it might be like, it just might all fit. Like it did at Chelsea. You know, I think it, by the way they're playing, it looks good, if I'm honest. I hate to say. <laughs> well, there's there's yeah. more, more to this story and we'll, we'll see, like you, know, like you said, it could be second season or you know, maybe he's, he's found a new home. But, um, and, and, and again, you know, the whole COVID situation does make things a little bit weird anyway. So I don't know, maybe it's a perfect storm. Who knows? Yeah. Um, let, let's get on to my favourite question, which is usually fairly friendly, but I, I won't ask you to, to pull any punches. Um, what is, you know, the, the two clubs clearly have... Um, I was going to say, I was going to use the term relationship, but I'm not going to be, we don't have a relationship. The, the, the two sets <laughs> of fans don't like each other. So I usually ask, what's, the, what's you know, your view of West Ham? And I'd ask Rob the, the, um, the same, you know, what's the view of Spurs? But I think we all know what we, we think of each other. Could you, instead of asking that, maybe I'll ask you to pinpoint, what do you think it is about the two teams that stops us getting along? What is, what is caused this hatred? So, I mean, I can only speak, I'm not, I don't think I've followed Spurs since about 2010, um, 2011, so I don't know the full history. Um, but a lot of the time, it just feels like that you're, you think you're on our level. And we, and at some points you were, but we've clearly in the past decade, like, moved up a level into, like, European football, that thing, that magical thing, whereas you're usually scrapping your relegation battle until David Moyes comes along and tries to save you. Um, usually to success um, and I think you still think like occasionally you still think you're on that level and I just like you just you're just not and like it's quite nice of you sometimes it's like oh they're trying aren't they and it's kind of nice in that way but sometimes it's just like just like stop it and like once we get on to discussing the actual match of the weekend I will say the fact like I don't like playing you because you always admittedly 
Yuxic players always raise their level, especially away. And you look like you turn into like the best team, and you're like, this is not the team you were playing like you played last week. Last week you lost three 0 to Liverpool in a complete capitulation or whatever. And then it's this week you're like, right, we're clearly just going to smash Spurs, and we're great. And you're like, what are you doing, West Ham? Just be like sensible. I, I, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting perspective. Um, I certainly would argue that we don't think we're at the same level. I think a lot of West Ham, I think the majority of West Ham fans would look at your squad and your manager and your success, your stadium, <clears throat> say we'd love to be at that level. And I think we would openly admit that we're not. But what I would say is I think West Ham fans think that Spurs fans have got a bit too big for their boots <clears throat> and sometimes bowl about like they're something. And we like to show you that, you're only as good as your last game. <laughs> I honestly don't understand the beef myself. Um, it's, I guess every football club needs a rival, um, but I don't even think we're rivals. And this is the thing, because we, we, you know, we are competing at different ends of the pitch. There's clearly something that's just clashed between the two. I mean, Rob, you've been supporting West Ham since you were a kid, right? So much longer than me. Um, yeah. I'm a relative newcomer in terms of like, you know, I started following in my early 20s. So what, what do you think it is? Yeah, but Jimmy, you're 50 now, so that's still quite a long time. I don't know, but I, I personally, me personally, I don't like, I don't dislike any club. I like football and I like any kind of football, but I think it's a lot to do with kind of that kind of 80s kind of, you know, fo football gang rivalry, do you know, like the ICF and stuff like that. I think it's a lot to do with kind of like, you know, that off the pitch kind of mentality, you know, having fights and stuff like that. And then I think it's kind of grown into this rivalry on the pitch as well, because you could, because that kind of, you've got them supporters, you know, cheering you on to beat them and they want that. And it becomes just a natural rivalry. But where would it be without a rivalry though? It would, it would just be another game. Oh, it makes for some yeah. feisty, for some feisty That's games. That's what you want, don't sure. you? You know, you yeah, want to yeah. see some tackles flying in. You want to see, you know, some passion. And you want to be at the end of the game to go, look, we beat you. Da, 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 do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's 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 kind of like a yin-yang thing. I like the rivalry, but I like it without the violence. Do you know what I mean? I like, you know, I like it on the pitch. And I like it to stay on the pitch. And then at the end of the day, you know, like bit, you know have, a, have a drink, talk about it. May get a bit heated, but, you know, that's, that's it. And then afterwards, we're just going to get on with life. The game. So you're kind of personifies it for me <clears throat> and I have you know I've told this story plenty of times it's no secret my whole family supports Spurs both sides um, yeah. mum's brothers all do mum's dad did even though he's from uh, up in Yorkshire but he was a Spurs supporter my dad's family you know he's got um, three brothers they all support um, Spurs it's, it's it seems weird that I support West Ham but I never liked football and it was actually Rob who got me into football and that's why I support West Ham sorry. That's all right, mate. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. But what, uh, what personifies the rivalry, rivalry for me is if we lose to Spurs, <clears throat> I've got nothing to say about it to, um, to Spurs fans. Uh, I've got nothing to you know, moan about on, on social media. But with my family, I've got nothing to say about it, right? Because it's a, it's a game at the end of the day. But when we uh, used to lose to Spurs, uh, I say used to, it was before my dad passed, he would ring me up and just laugh down the phone. I remember that. And it's this really, you heard it, Rob, didn't you? Yeah. This really horrible, ugly, fake laugh. It was <laughs> awful. And I'd just be like, all right, cheers, dad, and hang up. But whenever we won, 
I never ever do it back. <laughs> Firstly, because I I have you know I'm a man of class. Obviously, look at me. Um, and secondly, I knew it would kill him more looking at his phone, wondering if I was going to. <laughs> Jim, can you show us? Can you show us what laugh you'd have done? Would have been like. <laughs> oh, you know my daddy had that kind of. Oh, I don't even want. It was a kind of like step toe kind of laugh. Yeah, that's, was, that's, it? yeah I'm not. I'm not even going to attempt it. So, so that that's that for me is what it is. But I'm sure it's got to be a bit of both, yeah. Because my brother tells me stories about typical West Ham fans, and I say, yeah, but these are typical Spurs fans to me. And clearly, he's hearing from the worst West Ham fans. We're hearing from the worst Spurs fans, and then we're all kind of just judging each other as a collective. I suppose, I suppose, it's, I suppose it's on personal experience, isn't it? Because. If I really thought about it, I'd absolutely hate Swansea because I got attacked by a Swansea fan when I went to watch on I thought you were going to got attacked by a swan. <laughs> no, I had <laughs> And it was wearing a Swansea shirt. Swan broke shirt. your arm. Swan <laughs> in the Swansea <laughs> shirt. <laughs> but yeah, and so I, in, my, in my head, I could be like, I absolutely hate Swansea. But then I realised it was just one person. It wasn't all their fans, you know, but... Uh, I, mean, I think there is something deep ingrained and, and, and um, dare I say, slightly special about our fractured relationship but uh, yeah it does make for, for those feisty games so looking ahead not quite to this weekend we're looking ahead to the end to the end of the season let's say uh, where do you what are your expectations Sam for Spurs like what, you're, what obviously you've got your hopes but what are your expectations so my expectations they haven't changed they maybe did a bit have to be able to match but they haven't changed I do think we can get top four I think we've got one of the best managers in the world a cracking team that especially post the transfer window which has very few weaknesses um is it going to win the league i don't think so i can't see a rivaling liverpool or man city can is it better than arsenal or united i think so um chelsea being able to fill out the top four um the uh, but i would not put it past it if we put all our efforts into the europa um jose jose loves it he's won it well, with every team i think he's Manage for it. Um, he will go and do it and win and hope win it. And that's why he's here. Um, it's clear that Levy um, has invested in the team this season for a reason, either because he just backs the manager or because he thinks he can. They were genuinely going to win something and need help to win some stuff. So I, I, my expectations are top four in Europa. Okay. Do you think, and... do you think Harry Kane will leave this se- next season if you don't get somewhere? Don't want to say it. <laughs> I just got a feeling that you have to get something or get get qualified for something or get something this year. Or I think you will leave. I don't know why. Because what is he going to be? 27, 28 next year. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. He's not old. He, 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 or he's at that point where he can make the move to the final to the last club um, that he wants to be at, and he could walk into any club in England. Absolutely. And, and he anywhere in the world, I think. Personally, anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, he is just that good um, and he's clearly something has happened over summer for him to go take the game to the next level with the amount of he can now as pass and assist which I've always rated him for I've always said that he, he, he's the best all-around striker you have in the league he's better yeah. fine you get Aguero to score your goals but for someone that you want to walk into any team it's always going to be Kane is he it, it would he be disappointed I think with Jose and the money invested in the squad if we don't win something I think he would be devastated, and I think that he would. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but I do think that I think you're right. I think there is a 
a genuine concern from I think from from Levy as well, but people like him, Son, because I think Son could walk into a lot of teams yeah. in Europe, especially. Um, a few players are like, "Why are we still here? We want to go and win something. We want to go do this." It's why Ericsson left, um, and that whole saga. So I have a feeling Levy thought Levy thought the same thing and went, "Like, I need to do something about this because." We need to win something this season to keep. I love the fact you won't even say it though. You don't want to manifest destiny by by saying it. Like no, I don't want to manifest. I can't. I I will be. (laughs) The the idea that either Son or Kane would go would hurt me inside as a as a thing. Like, many fans have told not this, but um, different squads have said the same thing. I'm just like, no, but I'm not. I don't want to say it. I can't (laughs) say it. can't manifest it into existence. So, so before before I, I bias Rob's answer by asking you where you think West Ham will finish, Rob, where do you where do you see Spurs finishing this season? Third, I think third, absolutely. I think if Bow stays fit, he kind of plays on the pitch, not on the golf pitch. Um, I think he will be absolutely. Well, I think it's absolutely terrifying front three. You think about it, Son, Bow, and you know Kane. You can dream of in a front three like that, really, can't you? You know, you know, Bow's got electric pace, Son's got electric pace, <laughs> and Kane can do it all. So it's it's a real good uh, kind of attack. I don't. I think the only weakness Spurs may have really is probably maybe a little bit in defence, but not even that bad, really. I think they've got a few players in and stuff like that, but that could be where there are any weaknesses once in a while because they switch off that around the back. But I've seen. When I see him play this season, they've been pretty tight that way. So it's it's just it's, just, it's, it's a I think it's going to be a good season from personally, and I hate to say and it. So so third, now not being biased by the fact that Rob has been kind, where where do you see West Ham finishing, Sam? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. So Sorry, you, you're know. Sam, and you said, yeah. "Oh boy." <laughs> oh. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're old enough to get that oh joke, boy. but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I am. Oh, um, if, right, I do not know Sorry. if your Leicester and Wolves matches were fluke. Yeah, right. that's fair. Uh, and that's yes, fair. I think you did well against Arsenal as well. So I think that I, I, there is clearly something going well. Possibly David Moyes is just great at working from home. That's um, what I said. I was, because of Dean the, the Garner and clearly the issues that you have with your board, I fully had you pegged for relegation. I thought it would be, I thought you've gone, you've kind of scraped and scraped and scraped. And I thought this season was going to be dealing with, with the Dean Garner sale. Clearly, the dressing room angry at the board and all that. I thought it would just be an implosion. <laughs> then, it, but then the past three matches, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely, I don't know. It is, it is still in my prediction. I, openly said at the start of the season, I was like, hammers are going down, they're absolutely going down, they can't do it the same with the board's issues, and the players clearly rebelling, Mark Noble's angry tweet, I was like, it's just not going to work, it'll be Fulham, West Brom and Hammers. I don't know now because of those last three results, truly, I don't know. It was outstanding the last two games, it weren't like a fluke, we literally, we could have got seven goals past Wolves. You look so good against Wolves, you look so, so good against Wolves. Yeah. But Villa looked amazing against Liverpool. Are they going to be? Are Villa going to win? Well, yeah, so, so this 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 is the crazy thing, and I'm lo- I'm loving it. I'm loving it so far. So so Rob, you had us um you had us placed. You said no higher than fifteenth at the start of the season, yeah. and you know it's the it's the hope that kills you. So I'm guessing you're not going to be mo- changing your prediction just yet. No, I'm going to kind of stay around that area if I'm honest for the time being. I think 
if I, I'd like to see what, what we're going to do next week with transfers and the championship. We might bring a few extra additions in. But I think, we're, like I've said to you before, Jim, I think we're an injury away from being in trouble a little bit. This is this is the thing, I guess, Sam, like, you know, not being close to West Ham, you, you've probably not seen how many outgoings we've had versus incomings. And yeah, we are an injury or two away from being absolutely fucked, <laughs> yeah, to put real, it bluntly. We're all in trouble. Like, uh, and the thing is, though, like, I'm not trying to be horrible to Dawson. We signed Dawson on loan, you know, he may come in and do well. But... You know, if you went down with Watford and, uh, you know, we get, Bonger gets injured in international duty with Italy or something like that, and then, you know, Diop's injured, then we've got like, Dawson and Bob Bob Werner at the back. That's quite frightening for me. <laughs> I don't know about you, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, well, I mean, what, what's the situation? This may sound like a dumb question. What is the situation with Winston Reid? Is he still out on loan? Yeah, he's, in, he's, he's actually been playing and he's scored. Um, he's doing quite well at the moment. So, so but I don't think he's potentially a recall option. I don't think he'll ever come back ever again. But that's what sad sounds of it. I think they're looking to get him off the books as quick as possible, which is quite sad because he was a fantastic player for us. Yeah, I, I, I always liked Reed, but you know that injury was so long term. You've got to wonder. Yeah. Um, let's 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 look ahead to the weekend then. So, uh, Rob, I'll start with you. Let's just try and inject a bit of positivity. How would you expect us to set up against Spurs? Do you think I stick think, to what we've been doing well and just I think I think Arthur will, will play. I think Arthur's gonna I, play. I've heard I've heard he will play, yeah. Yeah. I think we'll have exactly the same centre backs. I think we'll check exactly three, the same team. Yeah, three at the back again. We'll, yeah. the back. we'll put um, you know, Suchek and Rice in the middle. A bit worried about Rice being a bit tired, but is he playing? Is he playing again this week as well? He, yeah, um, he played. Yeah, but he played all every minute of every game last season, didn't he? Right. Yeah. So he's, he's at that play, age, and he's he got an injury. He played a lot of international duties though. Last in national games last year, though he played a few, mm. and he's playing quite a lot of competitive games now for him, and flying to different countries that like, can knock you out. You know. So I'm a but bit worried. He about that. is only 21. I keep yeah. forgetting how yeah. young. Oh he is. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I think we're going to play that. I think we'll play Bowen. I think we'll play Antonio. I think we'll play um, Fornells. Kind of I, th- I think Fornells um, is one that you might look to switch out for this game. But based on based on his efforts and the amount of effect he's had on matches, um, I, I, I would throw him in. I'd, I'd keep him. I, I, don't, I don't think you should ever change a winning side, though. You know, it's... it's, it's just it's, cause it's, cause it's Spurs and it's going to be feisty. It's going to be feisty, and he's a he's he's a he's a lighter player, isn't he? He's a smaller player. Yeah, but Noble always does well against Tottenham as well. He always comes in, but I I think it's quite a defensive shape already. We you know through the back, we've got that two PLA players sitting in the pocket as well. So Fernals can actually you know play things though. He still gets stuck in Fernals. He kicks people and stuff. But you know, yeah, yeah, you're right. He is. um, He's not Anderson for me. No, he isn't slight is he he's, he's no. a bit of a terrier yeah and yeah. Uh, so I think we'll play the same team but I'm hoping we've got a plan B because you know Marino's like you know he's an old wise fish you know <laughs> and he might go look this is how they're played this is what we're going to do and if Moyes kind of if Moyes hasn't got a second plan it can end very badly for us because we might have to change it up quickly because they might go this is what we're going to do we're going to go down this side and it might 
you know, so I'm hoping we've got plan B, but I've not seen a plan B from David Moyes yet. I don't know about you, Jim. But... Mm, well, we've not needed one so far, really. Well, actually, mind you, we would we could have done actually, one I'm against Everton. Actually, I haven't seen by him yet, have I? This season, yeah, we could, have seen, we could have done with one against Everton. <laughs> but if, if I was a neutral, I'd want to see loads of goals from this game. I'd want to see two teams proper going at it and attacking. And I, that's the suspicion I have, is at least for the first half, that's what we're going to see. Sam, Sam how do you see um, Spurs lining up? Um, so, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm semi-excited in various ways. Obviously, well, I want to say Luis is in goal. However, there is a lovely picture of him handshaking Ronaldo um, from the international. So that might be fun. You might have Joe Hart. Woo! Um, oh, low to the left. Uh, if you're playing Joe Hart, we're winning. Sorry. Yeah, shoot down yeah. <laughs> We're winning. Um, I don't know what the what Mourinho's plan on our fullbacks are yet. Um, last game, obviously, we had OEA on the uh, right and Reguillon on the left. Uh, Reguillon, I think, is our best signing of the window, by the way. He's a brilliant player. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited to watch him play this season. Um, so, if we, that, again, don't change it. I don't know if Mourinho will ever play Doherty and Reguillon together, because obviously they're both quite attacking, which would then leave the weakness, which is our centre-back pairing. Um, Sanchez, I think, and will have to play because he's the only one pacey enough to deal with your answer with Antonio. Um, like, other than that, I don't think we'll... Adia is just... Adia is dear. Eric, Eric Dyer, my God. Like, I have a lot of time for him because, he is, as he said, he is a leader. He will throw himself in front of the ball to deal with it, but he, he will make mistakes and he is not a centre-back yet. Yeah. Um, but he will he will be there to win the aerials. He he is good in the air um, at the back. If you watch any of the matches, which people don't really notice, because the last time he did that, it got headed onto his hands. So you know, yeah. uh, but I suspect that's what's it'll be Sanchez and Dyer because Mourinho loves Dyer. Uh, midfield, Ho, um, Pierre Emil Hoberg for signing. He did really well against Man United. He absolutely bossed that midfield. It was actually quite scary. Um, he'll stay there and just shore up the defense as well because that's what he does and get the balls back. I really want to see Lo Celso and Ndombele play together in a slightly more attacking positions, uh, and Ndombele dropping back. I don't think Jose's confident enough to do it yet, so I suspect it will be Winks or Sissoko for one of them, and they'll swap over around half-time or 60 minutes, which is just the standard what we've done. Obviously, Kane up front, if he's not as injured, who knows what Gareth Southgate's saying, what Jose Mourinho is saying about that. Um, Son, he hasn't played he, in two weeks. He has no international games. He'll be on form. And then we get to the exciting point of right wing. <laughs> <laughs> it might be Gareth Bale. Yes. And it, I, I think it will be... He'll be on, at least on the bench, at minimum, um, He's cleared the videos coming out this week from him in training have been really nice to watch because he's just playing and he's in a Spurs kit and it's just nice. Um, and it's making me very happy. He's clearly up for it. He's clearly the injury seems a bit better. Can he do a full 90? Don't know. Can he start? Don't know. Is he at least going to be on the bench? Yes. Will he come on? Yes. Am I going to be devastated I can't be in the stadium to witness his return? so much so but am I going to be so excited to see it yes it's, I'm so it's the most exciting thing about this match for me um, the result is going to be what something the, say, the sadist in my head is just replay not replaying because it hasn't happened but it's just playing this piece of imaginary footage where Arthur Masuaku puts in a really hard challenge 
and takes quite well. <laughs> oh, this is just what's no, going no. through my head. He doesn't mind the challenge either, Arthur, does he? No, he doesn't. This no. is the thing, he doesn't. And he's fast and he's tricksy. And if he comes up against someone who's fast and tricksy, and he's, he's been good. I don't, he's been good. Or he, he, I don't I know how he's going to be. I think he's going to be against Spurs, wasn't it? We did that little oh, flick just, thing. Oh, just the one over his own head. Yeah, it was weird. I don't even know how he'd done it. <laughs> just some kind of magic. Yeah. He's one of those players you think, why Why are you playing in defense? Or why are you, you know, touted as a defender? Because if you just played on the wing, as a winger only, you, you'd have just much better stats, much better everything. Because as, as a winger, like the, the, he, he dances past players. The things he can do with his feet, the runs he can do, his defending is just appalling. Uh, yeah. Hence why I'm imagining this, I think, I think this strong, that, that, strong tackle going through my head. <laughs> I think, um, I think okay. that's like part, like, he's had a good, like, Masawaku, he's had a really good start to the season. Um, I, like, God, bizarrely, I'm thinking about getting a West Ham defender into my fantasy football team in Masawaku. I know, I can't believe it. But the fact that he's had such a good start and played really well in those two games, and then he's about to face Gareth Bale on the same side, but that's just the recipe for a really, really nice battle to watch as a neutral. Even as a, as, as a fan, I'm excited to watch it. But as a neutral... Unless he puts so, in so up. Fun. <laughs> Unless he puts in out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so for, forgetting what I've just said about Masuaku tackling um, Bale, which player do you see being dangerous for... Well, what, what, who do you see the biggest threat to, towards Spurs from a West Ham perspective? Who do you, who do you fear? I mean, Antonio... I've just, I've got, I have this image of Antonio ending up against Dial one-on-one and it just going so badly for us, like so, so badly. Um, he's such a strong player, Antonio. He can run, he can go past and he can shoot and he'll grab at shots and he'll snatch at shots. Um, and then Dial, yeah, he'll throw the ball in front of it, but one mistake, one mistake, one clever thing that Antonio can do, I just think can just end, end badly for us. Um, I think you look at, uh, Southampton and United scored where we obviously smashed them, scored loads. They were free-flowing, open-playing teams. You won't be. You will defend like quite strongly. You will be quite compact. If your defence continues that and is ran and can play that against Rice, we're going to struggle to create chances. We are. We always struggle to create chances against low-block teams. So it could be... I want it high-scoring for the fun of it, mostly mostly Spurs goals, ideally, but I could also just see it being a very, very touchy match. Very touchy. If, if I was a Spurs fan, my, my mental image of Antonio would be that... You know, that, that kind of Gangnam-style hopping yeah, type of thing so he did. He's unnaturally strong, though, isn't he, Antonio? Like, just, even he's like, so athletic. Yeah. He's athletic is what he is. It's just mad. Sorry, Rob. Is because even when he comes up against big, strong defenders, he just knocks them flying. Like some of the best defenders, like you know, Harry Maguire, like he, last season, he just knocks him everywhere. It was like he just the so juggernaut. Huh? Yeah, juggernaut. Like, yeah, juggernaut. Yeah, oh, I know you just saying. <laughs> I'm a juggernaut, bitch. Right. Um, so, Rob, from from a West Ham perspective, who who's your biggest fear for this match? I think it's gonna be Son. I think I just think. Um, I think we're going to try and double up on. We're going to dub, we've got to try and double up on someone because we're going to, if we've got Bow and we've got something, we're going to try and stop him getting the wings. Song and, uh, always seems to score against us, actually. Yeah, because he? he's so bloody fast. And at the time, I think last time we didn't we play Zebelet against him or something. Well, you know, even one Nanda <laughs> run by Zebelet. But um, 
we, we've got the new chap at right back and I think we're double up on them. The problem is if you double up on someone that's on and Bow's playing or someone similar speed to Bow, then you can't really double up on that person as well. Again, though, Kufal's not one who's scared of a tackle, is he? No. I think, he'll, I think he'll let him know he's there quite early. He's very, very good positionally as well. But one thing I think Tottenham kind of forgetting as well, we've got like a six foot five midfielder in Suchek. God, he's he's a, yeah, and he's an he's an absolute destroyer. And that's why I think we've been winning a lot of games. People can't get past him because he wins absolutely everything in the middle of in the air. Okay. Everything. Because he's too bloody big. He's bigger than most centre backs. If you get if you get a set piece down and delivered well into the box and it's diverse of Suchek, Suchek wins that. Yeah, and also you think about it as well. It, we got oh, oh, Bong is probably the best person we've got on the head. He's fantastic at his head, six, six three. But if Diop plays, what's Diop six four, six five? Diop's a big chap um, as well. And he loves. Oh yeah, for, do you know what? I completely forgot about Diop being um, isolating because I guess because you know we've not really missed him and he didn't have a great you know he no. didn't have a great season last. I don't season. think you're going to the team though. But then you've got Rice. Rice, six, Rice is 6-1. Six we've got one. a big team. A big team. Yeah, we've got a big lump of... We've got big lads in the team. And that's what I think. We'll let people destroy in the middle, trying to destroy and break up the play in the middle. And we'll let the people in the wings try and attack. But I think it's going to be a very tasty game <laughs> because Spurs are going to be very, you know, positive from their last game. West Ham are going to be very positive last game. There's two teams there that think they can win it. Yeah. You know, and that just leads to a good game for me, I think, personally. A very hard game to predict, though, as well. Well, funny you should mention that. Because oh, the next I said thing <laughs> I have to ask is, fi- final, final question, uh, questions. Um, Rob, start with you. Who's your first goal scorer? And what do you see the final scoreline being? This is so difficult. Because how long has it been since we've won two games on the trot? And to win three games on the trot. So I'm actually going to go for us to win 2-1. <laughs> and I, wasn't I bet if you look up the stats somewhere the last time we won three games in a row was probably like yeah. in the 1980s or something so, so you you're two... to... I'm a very negative person when it comes to all you're this a stat. very negative person and it's very the hope that, that kills you so I don't know what yeah. you're doing to yourself here so sorry 2-1 um, and who scores first? Suchek Suchek yeah I think as Sam said a set piece I think we're going to I think we're going to go heavy on the set pieces I think we're going to crad Depending on the goalkeeper position, I think we're going to crowd the middle of the box. And I think what we're going to do is have to kind of him running in late and do what he does best. He's such a powerhouse. And I think that's a, that one of the, probably one of the ways we're going to get our goals against this, in this game. So I've got this mental image of, of or mental comparison of Suchet being, you know, like um, hammer throwing at the Olympics. Like he's like the hammer that someone yeah. throws into the box and it just connects with yeah. a cross and bosh. He's, um, he's, he's such a big man. It's frightening. He, is, he, he also looks back. he looks like such a kind guy, but then yeah. when he's playing, he's like so doubly hard. And not he in a not in a, an aggro way, just in a no nonsense kind of very stoic, you know, I'm here to do a job, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Do it I think he should be wearing a cloak and you should be doing a side quest of him off a computer game. <laughs> what? <laughs> to find hidden treasure. He's just got big men like big fella, big chat. <laughs> Right, right, okay, Sam. Um, first goal scorer and 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 scoreline for this weekend's match. I'm going to agree with the first goal scorer being Suchek. I could see you going front first. Um, I think we're going to kick back. 
three, two Spurs. Maybe I'm probably I'm probably going. I'm trying to hark back to the God what match was it? Two thousand nine Gareth um, Spurs West Ham match, which was. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That a bit of a repeat of that at the end. Just, was that Robert, I, was I, Robert Green in goal or something, trying to get it top yeah. corner? I was like, <laughs> yeah. How, how disappointed are both of you guys going to be if it turns out to be 0-0? <laughs> <laughs> Devastated. I'll be very happy. I'll be very happy. I'd say for I'm going to... Oh God! If I if I predict us to score high, I reckon fate will just try and screw me over and make me look like a mug. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for one one. Oh, I'm gonna go for Ooh. one one in the hope that that I'm just very 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 wrong. <laughs> <laughs> do I want it to be one one? No, but do sometimes you just think like when games are massively overhyped, they're just almost set up to disappoint. So I, I'm I honestly thought you would say five five because you said it'd be a high scoring game. <laughs> I was just waiting for the five. I, I, this is this is me playing playing the odds. You guys have gone high, so I'm going low. <laughs> um, awesome. No, thanks very much for joining us, Sam. It's been really cool talking to you, uh, Rob. Fun. Pleasure as That'd always. And uh, I usually say to teams, uh, you know, good luck for the rest of the season, but just not for this weekend. But Fuck you, your Spurs. So, uh, ta <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get relegated. Hope you get relegated. Bye. <laughs> that's a way. That's a way to end. That's an appropriate way to end this one. No, th- thanks so much, Sam. Really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, cheers, Rob. And for everyone watching or listening on the podcast, um, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, like, subscribe, recommend to your friends, all the rest of it. Uh, and yeah, have a fantastic uh, weekend. Come on, your wines. <laughs> <laughs>